0: And I'm Andrew. And this is Chillin' in the State House. Sorry, my bad.
1: Chillin' in the State House. No, no, no. 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 I I was trying to do the thing where where we alternate, so that worked well.
0: Well, it's the podcast, a state politics podcast, where we just kind of chill, you know, on the end of a week on Friday and just talk about, you know, the politics and the policies going on here in the Kansas State House in Topeka and, you know, just. Chilling down all the tense politics stuff for you and, you know, breaking down information for you all.
1: And this week we have some election news to break down for you all. Yes. No, don't run and check your calendar. It is still (laughs) 2021. We are not having statewide elections until next year, but we still have election news. Right, Titus? Yes, because the cycle never stops. (laughs) Ain't that the truth? (laughs) On Tuesday, Attorney General Derek Schmidt became the first Republican to announce a challenge to Governor Laura Kelly. This was the worst-kept secret in Topeka, that that, uh, the Attorney General was interested in a run for the governor's mansion. But we got the formal confirmation on Tuesday. He had a a fancy video. He has a treasurer. He's running. It's official. Wow. Wow. (laughs) Titus was shocked when I first told him the news. He just,
0: he, oh, I, I just dropped to my knees and I was like, "Oh my g, this is this is this is exciting." <laughs> um, I'm sure it was exciting for the Attorney General himself. Um, was was there like a wasn't there also like a a, a second worst kept secret?
1: Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> former Governor Jeff Collier, we all know he's running. So so if you remember, Sam Brownback was governor. He left to go join the Trump administration as the ambassador at large for religious freedom. And if you want to hear more about that, Titus sat down and and talked with him about it a a few few weeks back. Uh, Then Lieutenant Governor Jeff Collier takes over as governor. He loses to Chris Kobach in the primary in 2018. Chris Kobach then, of course, then goes on to lose to now Governor Laura Kelly. And Jeff Collier is thinking, you know... I, I didn't lose by very many votes in 2018 to Chris Kobach. I, I want another shot at the app, another bite at the apple. So last week he puts out an announcement saying, "Hey guys, I got a I got a treasurer for my campaign," and everyone went, "Wait, you have a campaign?" Not really. It wasn't a surprise, but but he didn't. He never really officially announced that he has a campaign. It just was kind of assumed. If you have a treasurer, you're doing it to raise money you're raising money for something, right? He's not just, like, you know, out there. No, he's just raising money just because he can. (laughs) I mean... That could be possible, right? It's probably not legal, but anything's (laughs) possible. Um, and, And the funny thing, on Tuesday, he puts out a statement welcoming Derek Schmidt to the race. Jeff Collier never formally entered the race. We all knew what was going on. There wasn't really any pretense, but, like, he never formally made an announcement. So, anyway... That was probably you're right, the second worst kept secret in Topeka. Uh and we have a we now we now have the two people who are running for governor who we thought we were gonna have, um from from the very beginning. Oh no no, don't forget, don't forget, there's a a third person. And and who's that? Of course. The current governor Laura Kelly. Oh, that's true. Well, we can't forget. We it, it, it was always assumed, but it was made explicit late last year the governor is running for re-election. Yeah, because there were some people who were actually
0: questioning whether she was going to run again. Well, that's true, and I think it was because I guess because of kind of all the kind of the issues going on um, that she was being bogged down with. Um and some people thought you know especially the switch he made was uh you know switch, switching out for lieutenant governor um Lynn Rogers who's now the state treasurer um and replacing him with uh David Tolan who was you know younger more i guess arguably
1: charismatic um people you know, for she's she's running to be the economic development governor. Apparently, is, yeah. is her shtick for the re-election, but, and, and but, he's commerce secretary.
0: But so. some people thought that maybe, oh, he was kind of setting setting up for Tolan. but but then, you no, know, I think sometime this year, you know, she put that thought he, he put all to rest and said, no, I am running for re-election.
1: And so, okay, we got we got the three people we know of. We got Schmidt. We got Collier, and of course, we have the governor. The question becomes, will we have more people waiting in, particularly on the Republican side, where, you know, Collier and Schmidt, make no mistake, they're conservative. This is Kansas, after all. You know, we're not one of those fuddy duddy, hippie liberal states like, you know, Hawaii or Rhode Island or something. They're both conservative. But there's no one really from the Trump wing of the party. Think Chris Kobach esque, who who is in this race? I'm not saying Chris Kobach's going to run, but you know, I, I was talking about some people, and, and they raised the example of Bob Hamilton in uh, last year in the U.S. Senate race, or Steve Watkins in 2018. You know, someone who comes in who's a firebrand, who kind of takes up the the populist Trump mantle and and runs with it. Uh, and you know, there's not really anyone in the race like that. And it'll be kind of interesting to see if someone tries to get in and start making some waves. I mean, already you know, the
0: I'm not sure about Collier yet, but definitely Smith has been you know really pitching that, trying to at least pitch that kind of Trump. I, I'm I'm ai am a Trump type of guy, you know, with with all that you know all those kind of like election fraud lawsuits that he he took part of, and even just explicitly stating that you know. Trump did great things for America,
1: etc. Right. Yeah. I mean, in his video on Tuesday, he explicitly said, you know, the America first agenda was the way to go. I stand by that. Right. Like he made it explicit. And this is important because Collier came out with a statement, quote unquote, welcoming Schmidt to the race by immediately saying that he's been carrying water for the most liberal elements of the Kansas Republican Party. Referring to Collier's work for uh, Nancy Landon kassebaum U.S. Senator, who by now looks moderate. <laughs> At the time, uh, she was a Republican from Kansas, but now uh, by modern standards looks extremely moderate. And so, you know, Schmidt, I think is kind of trying to preempt that by saying, "No, I'm 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 a Trump man through and through." And you know, we were talking in the office about, um, I mean be clear there's no indication as of yet that the president's going to be endorsing in this race i i think that the the gubernatorial race in kansas is pretty far down his priority list at the moment but you know his shadow is going to loom large we are after all again we're in kansas we're not we're not the, I, i'm willing to bet blue states
0: i'm willing to bet whoever trump endorses in the race if he does is probably going to win the primary
1: well and that's what happened in 2018 i think Chris, Chris Kobach was, I mean, it was a dead heat and he got the Trump endorsement late. He won by a very narrow margin. And I think you can kind of point to the reason why now Kobach had a much different relationship with Trump than either of these guys running. Um, I think it's safe to say Donald Trump could not pick Jeff Collier out of a police lineup. and That's probably also true for Derek Schmidt. I know I would pay big money to see him try and pick Derek Schmidt or Jeff Collier out of a police lineup. Well, we we'll just kind of have to just wait and see, you um, know. I think that's the motto of the race at the moment. We'll yeah. have to wait and see because people aren't voting for eighteen months. So. Yeah. <laughs> I mean,
0: we, I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure there's got to be, you know, at least a third person out there. Um, as for as for Governor Kelly, right now, uh, I mean, especially kind of her issues with a uh, with the Kansas Department of Labor and people not being able to get unemployment claims. I think that's going to be. A big election issue, and I think you know the Republican side you know whoever comes out and wins that primary um I mean even during the primary, you're probably
1: going to just be hammering that you know down 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 the ground well, and the attorney general again, in his announcement video in an interview he did with me Tuesday morning it was it was a lot about kdol, and I mean that, that's probably one of the biggest things they have to to whack the governor with at the moment.
0: Yeah, yeah. I guess I'm curious, just from your perspective, what do you think, you know, the governor has going for her?
1: Uh, I mean, she's the incumbent, and that always, you know, that does carry a boost. It's going to carry less of a boost in 2022 when, you know, historically midterm elections for the president's party don't go well for the president's party. But, you know, that's something I think that toland is going to be an asset you know that was that the governor she is not how should i say the most robust presence on the campaign trail and i think toland is going to add something you know to who knows what campaigning is going to look like next year but you know Toland, a youthful energy, and this is anything against the governor, but you know he has that youthful energy. He can bolster the argument uh, that she will almost certainly make that I've done great things for economic development in Kansas, brought in millions of uh, dollars in investment, created X number of jobs. So, you know that that will I think be a positive. But you know, thinking about campaign presence the attorney general is very charismatic i've yeah, never been right. in the same room as jeff collier so i can't necessarily speak to that but you know i think either on the republican side the two candidates that are in now they know the ropes and you know they're going to be able to run pretty effective campaigns and uh, be able to, to connect with voters i don't know about you man it's too early to be thinking about election stuff yeah, I don't know why. Has it always been this early? No, I mean, I, I've been told... I, we're both new, relatively new, as folks probably know, but I've been told that this is earlier, usually. I, well, I mean, you only, if you look in 2018, um, I think May and June is when Col, uh, Collier and Kobach declared... And Laura Kelly didn't even get in the race until the winner of oh, wow. of 2017, I think, and and she won the nomination. So this this is early, but when you got a fundraise, when you you know things are just getting earlier in general in, in election cycles. It's it seems like, and and that's a trend that now has reached Kansas. Yeah, yeah, which and it. And yeah. it also, there's just this whole pandemic context. Depending
0: on how this pandemic, how long this pandemic lasts, it seems to be, you know, improving. But, like, how fresh would it be in voters' minds, you know, when, when 2022 rolls around? Because I, I could see, you know, the Republican side trying to really, you know, hammer on, on this kind of, wow, look at all these restrictions, look at all these orders and mandates. We don't want them. That's government inhibiting us. Whereas think Kelly, you know, probably uh, probably showing arguments saying that I was trying to keep the people safe, I was trying to lead, I was trying to roll out the vaccines, but Republicans kept on hindering me. I want I'm I'm c i am i am wonder which you know which has more appeal, which which has, you know, which doesn't, et cetera.
1: Um well that's a that's a good point. And I think also if you look at something like vaccines, now the state's handling of the vaccine rollout is a significant point of debate. We rank 45th in the country for per capita vaccine distribution. Republicans have really criticized the governor for that. They've criticized her giving the vaccine to prisoners when she did, which we've discussed, I believe, on here before. You know, But is that going to be something that sticks in people's minds? I mean, the, the uh, President Biden now is talking that everyone in the country is going to be able to get a vaccine starting May 1st you know is, is is once people get their vaccine are they really gonna remember you know that it maybe took a few weeks longer than than they might have liked to get it is that gonna stick with them
0: I, I'm wondering if you know, is, is the rage you know for people who maybe who are angry about the covid nineteen order, orders like whether that be a mass mandate or you know kind of um you know gathering limits whatever like by the time twenty twenty two rolls around i mean it's, it's, would they would they actually still be just as angry i mean i guess right. if they're still being hurt. By the long-term effects, like maybe your business permanently shut down, or maybe if the you know not you not being able to get these unemployment checks um, from the Kansas Department of Labor, you know that significantly altered you, like permanently damaged your livelihood or whatever, or your ability to survive. Like maybe I can see that carrying some weight that down that much down the line, but in terms of like just like the mass mandates or. Does vaccine rollout issues? I don't know. I don't
1: know. Well, and I think you that you hit the nail on the head. That's kind of the danger of declaring so early for a race like this. Is the issues are going to change and the landscape of the race is going to change. Even a year from now, I mean, like the wild thing is, if you think about it, a year from now, we're still going to be five months ish out from people voting. Like, it's just November 2020 or August of 2022, the primary is just so far off in the distance. Yeah. It's like, who knows? And, and another thing we don't know how it's going to affect is that that is when the controversial abortion amendment yeah. to the Kansas Constitution in August 2022 is going to hit the ballot. We don't have a ton of, you know, we can make predictions, it's probably going to bring out more conservative voters, but we don't have a ton of case studies to, to fall back on as to, like, what this does to voter behavior. Yeah. I mean, in the end, I think we can all just agree it's
0: too it's early. Yes. But we're talking about because, you know, people are jumping in early. You know? Right. Well, I, yeah, they they, 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 they they succeeded in getting us to dedicate a whole podcast to them. Yeah. So. yeah. I mean, who, and then no none of this might even matter anyway, because from... I mean, you and I both clearly know that there's a lot of people, regular Kansas, who don't even pay to anything over the state level. It's all what's happening at the national level. That's true. And they just vote the party, same party down, down ballot. So maybe in the end, you know, whatever. But yeah.
1: Okay, Titus. March 2021. This is way too early, but we're gonna do this anyway. Does the governor get reelected in eighteen months? Um. You see, I'm.
0: I, I don't want to do anything that would potentially affect the, uh, my relationship with sources and, you know, I don't <laughs> want to say someone's going to lose or someone's not going to lose. Uh, all I'm going to say is, I don't know. I really don't know. And A Very diplomatic answer. Not even diplomatic. I legitimately don't know. Like this, I, I, think, I think the governor's biggest weakness being this KDOL problem, the of Labor problem. That I think that's like, I, even the other Democrats are finding it hard to defend her on this issue. Um, but the thing is, how how relevant will that be by the time twenty twenty two rolls around? If it's still relevant, still fresh, and it's still a problem, uh, it's, the chance is not looking good for the governor. But if you know the situation on that improves, and would people forget about it? I I don't know. How about you?
1: Yeah, you know I, th- I, I like your handling of this. I'm gonna just say this: we got a, we got crystal ball ratings from one of the like. Rating websites yesterday. I can't remember which one. I think it might have been the University of Virginia. They had Kansas as a toss-up. Mm. I think toss up's probably a pretty good place to have it at the moment. Yeah, But something that we know for sure, or something that's not a toss-up, is you can find Chillin' in the Statehouse podcast every Monday morning, wherever you get your podcasts. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, if you have an Android like me. And Titus, where can people find our written work seven days a week, 24 hours a day?
0: CJonline.com And Twitter too, right? Yes. We probably probably said Twitter handles a bit too much here, but uh, with 100.
1: At Andrew Ball, B-A-H-L, or you can just go to hashtag KSLedge and sooner or later one of our tweets will come by. Yep, yep. Well, We will see you next Monday.